Today's sermon comes to us from our brand new teaching series, Tattoo My Soul. It's just a clever play on words when it comes to the scripture, Deuteronomy 11, verse 18, which says, write my words on your heart and in your soul. Do whatever it takes to remember what I'm telling you. You should do a Google search. Go check out BibleGateway.com. You would be amazed how many times the Bible says, remember this. I want to remind you of this. Don't forget this. God is begging us all day, every day. Don't forget what I'm saying. And right here in Deuteronomy 11, it says, do whatever it takes to remember what I'm telling you, to remember what, I, what Justin's going to say this morning that like grabs you. Do whatever it takes. Here's some examples. Tie my words to your hands. Wear them where you'll see them every day. Teach them to others. Talk about them wherever you are, when you're at home and when you're on the road, from the time you get up until the time you go to bed. Inscribe them on the door frame of your house, on your gates, so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your family may be blessed and flourish in the land that the Lord swore to give your ancestors. There are a lot of ways that we get to remember what God says, that we get to learn and memorize things that are important. One way is to read it over and over. One way is to literally memorize a line from the Bible or to journal. I remember by taking scripture and then turning it into art. I take photographs that remind me of the verse. That's how I remember. But the best way to remember what this book says is to just do what it says. If the Bible says, love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, if the Bible says love, the best way to remember that that's important to God and for you to do is just love. Just do it. And it will be written on your soul and in your heart. So, our theme, as I mentioned in 2019, is desire God's will and do God's will. That's our theme for the whole year. And this verse in Deuteronomy 11, promises that if we desire God's will and do it, if we read the word and remember it, it promises right there, I'm going to bless you, your life, your family, you're going to flourish. Those are good things. And what I love is, it's so simple. Read my word this year. Remember what it says. Do whatever it takes to help you remember. And I'm going to bless you. Just lean into that for a second. Read this book this year. Do your best to remember what it says, and you will be blessed. And we see that promise all through Scripture. We see it in the Old Testament, Exodus 19. God says, if you obey me and do what I say, you will be my own special treasure from among all the people on earth, for all the earth belongs to me. Do what I say, and I'm going to bless you. It's that easy. We see it in the New Testament, Ephesians 6. Children, that's you, that's me too. Honor, obey your father and mother, your parents. This was the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your mother and father, things will go well for you and you'll have a long life. Do you want things to go well for you in this life? Do you want to have a long, healthy life? God says right here, the first scripture he ever gave that had a promise attached, if you obey your parents, I'm going to bless you. And I know it doesn't always feel like a blessing to obey our parents, but God said so, and so it is so. 
And we see Jesus himself makes the promise, if you obey, if you do what the Bible says, I'm going to bless you. Luke 11, Jesus said to them, blessed are those who hear God's word and put it into practice, who hear God's word and just do it. You want to be blessed this year? Listen when you're in here. Listen when you're in small groups. Read this book for 10 minutes a day and try to do what it says. Try to remember, and he's going to bless you way beyond you can imagine. Now, I spent the summer along with my team asking the Lord, so what do you want us to do this fall? It's, this is our theme for the year, but what's our theme for the fall? How do you want to bless us as a student ministry? And God kept leading me to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. And we see four actions in Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, and we see immediately four blessings that come from those actions. And the main action is encourage love and good deeds. That is our theme for the fall semester 2019. We will be a student ministry that encourages love and good deeds. In fact, we will be people who are known as encouragers. That's what we're going to be all about pressing into this semester. And if you're here today, that's for you. God is calling you this semester, whether you come here once a month or three times a week, you're an encourager of love and good deeds. And if you do it, if you encourage each other, I'm going to bless you. So I'm going to read to you the verse. Hebrews 10, 19 through 25 says, friends, because that's how God thinks of us, we can now without hesitation walk right up to God, right into the holy place. Jesus has cleared the way for us by the blood of his sacrifice, acting as our priest before God. The curtain into God's presence is his body. So let's do it. Full of belief, confident that we are presentable to God, both inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going, for God always keeps his word. And let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another, dreaming of how to inspire one another to acts of love and good deeds. And do not forget or neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of Christ's return is drawing near. So, that is God's desire for you and me and us this semester. For this teaching series that we will be in this fall, Tattoo My Soul, I am building each sermon around a personal quiet time of mine where I sit down with the Lord with a scripture and I say, what do you have to say about this? And then that's where my sermons are coming from. Because if I expect you to encourage love and good deeds, if I expect you as your pastor to write God's word on your heart, I better be doing it too. And so I really pressed into this on Monday at the Panther Creek Starbucks that I have coffee and quiet time at every Monday through Thursday. If you go to the Panther Creek Starbucks between 6 and 8, Monday through Thursday, you will probably see me just having quiet time. And I did that this past Monday. And I'm going to share what God said to me because I know he was speaking to just not just me but, but you too. And now would be a perfect time. If you want to take notes, if something leaps out at you from my sermon, from what God's saying to us, write it down. Own it. Save it for later. Press into it. But 
here we go. Monday morning, 7.08 a.m. at Panther Creek Starbucks. I'm just about to write out and pray through the whole scripture I just read to you, Hebrews 10. And I start my quiet time. Good morning, Father. Thank you for today. Thank you for whoever puts out the bird seed. And I'm just going to stop right there. That's how I started my quiet time. I, I like to start by expressing gratitude for things, by saying thank you for things. And I thank God. It's a brand new day. And then I thanked him. Thank you for whoever it is that puts out the bird seed in this little area because I always sit outside. Here's a picture of what I'm talking about. I sit on the patio outside. And if you look in the top corner, there's some bird seed. And somebody puts that out there every day. I've been going to this Starbucks for years and every single day. Somebody has been there before me and put out bird seed and all the little birdies and squirrels come and eat it. And I really like that because I think birdies and squirrels rock. So every single day I see it, I'm encouraged because I think, man, somebody took the time to come and put this bird seed out here and I just get to sit here and enjoy it. I don't even know who this person is or why they're doing it, but I love it. This little good deed encourages me. So... There's the picture. And on Monday, I noticed something I have never noticed before because I took some time and just decided let's look closer. Show me my next slide, Johnny. On Monday, I noticed there's not just bird seed out there. Top left, there's the seed that I've seen for years. They also bury little cups filled with water so the little squirrels and birdies can have a drink too. And then down here, lower left, I was amazed to find they put out peanuts in this hidden little patch of monkey grass just for this one squirrel that comes and takes them. And then I noticed not only there's the bird seed over there, but there are crushed up chips. And I'm like, birds and squirrels can't eat that. They'll die. But ducks come, and they love those chips. So somebody is not just putting out bird seed, but they're like doing a lot of work to set up this little area. And I'm looking at it, and I'm marveling, and I'm like, who has done this awesome good deed? Because now I'm encouraged 10 times more. And show me the next slide. Like, all kinds of critters come. You get squirrels. You get this beautiful robin, and there's always families of robins. You get this horribly ugly duck, but he's super cool, but he's kind of hideous, but you know, he's beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. Um, all kinds of critters that I get to just enjoy while I have my quiet time. And so does everybody else that walks by that spot. So, I start my quiet time. Good morning, Father. Thank you for today. Thank you for whoever puts out the bird seed. And as I'm noticing all these things for the first time in a fresh way on Monday, I just asked the Lord. I even wrote it down. Jesus, who does this every week? And right at that second, a woman walks out of the back door of Starbucks. This woman. This is Miss Chris. Miss Chris is a regular, a staple. She's about as... Um, Present in Starbucks as the coffee or the table. She is always there from about 6 to 9. If you go there this week and you don't see me, you will see her. And this is Miss Chris, and everyone knows her, and she always wears the little nurse's scrubs because they're comfy. And she walks out as I'm praying, God, who puts this out here? And when she walks out, I'm like, oh, my God, it's her. It's her. And so I say, Miss Chris, are you the one who puts out all the feed? Because if you are, I just want you to know it blesses me so much like I was a little gushy, and she tears up because I doubt anyone notices it very often, this act of love and good deeds that she does. And she tears up, and she just says, yes. And I was like, I can't believe I just asked God who does this, and the woman that does it walked out the door. And so we talk about it. This woman and her husband, Ken, have been coming to this Starbucks for 18 years, and they have put out birdseed 
and chips and peanuts and water every single day for 18 years. And I was just like, that's incredible. This tiny, invisible, selfless act of love and good deeds. And if you thought I was encouraged before, I was so encouraged then. Their faithfulness, their commitment to just do something beautiful for the animals and for the guests. They don't work here. It's just something they wanted to do. So I wanted to thank her, and I wanted to encourage her back. And so I asked, can I, like, pitch in and buy some of the seed? And she just smiled and said, no. She knows I'm a student pastor because we've talked before. You do something for your students. And I knew, funnily enough, that, like, when I asked, she would say no. But I just wanted to express, like, I love this. I want to give back. So she said no, and she goes back inside. And I continue my quiet time. Jesus, thank you for Miss Chris and her husband, Ken, and this wonderful little area that they care for. I love getting to enjoy the fruit of their labor. If there is a way that I can bless them in return, tell me. And as I'm writing that question down, I feel like God impresses upon, like I almost, but not quite, but maybe heard him say, pray for her. But I immediately dismissed it. I'm like, I don't want to make it weird, you know? But I felt like he said, pray for her. I dismiss it, and then I start writing out the first scripture from Hebrews 10. And it says, friends, we can now, without hesitation, walk right up to God, right into the holy place. Jesus has cleared the way for us by the blood of his sacrifice, acting as our priest before God. The curtain into God's presence is his body, so let's do it. Full of belief, confident that we are presentable both inside and out. The first of the four actions that God is calling me and you to do this semester is to pray because we can, because we get to, because we're presentable and God will respond. So the first action that God is calling us as a student ministry to do this year is to pray. And the first blessing that he's promising is, I will answer your prayers because of my son. So I continue my quiet time. Jesus, thank you that we don't have to wait a year to bring you our hopes and our needs and our dreams. Thank you that we don't have to sacrifice a thousand lambs or travel all the way to Israel to talk to you. We don't have to fix our lives or pretend that we're perfect. We can just pray to you right here, right now. Lord, forgive me for taking that fact for granted. That is true for you and me. We can pray anytime, anywhere, right then. And because of Jesus, God will hear us and he will respond. And a verse came to mind as I was writing out the end of that prayer and it was John 16, 24. And it's Jesus talking to his disciples and he says, here is something you haven't done before. Pray, ask, using my name and you will receive and your joy will will be a river that just overflows its banks. Just then, as I'm considering this idea that, man, God wants me to pray for Miss Chris and he's going to respond, she walks back out. And I'm like, are you like spying on me? Do you know I'm talking about you with Jesus? She comes back out and I just said to her, Miss Chris, I know I already said this to you, but what you do blesses me. What you do encourages me. I want to do the same for you. So just know this, every single day you see me here, if there's anything I can pray for you, I will do it. I will pray it right then. 
And she just tears up again and immediately says, my son, Stefan, is flying back home today from Mexico. And he is afraid of flying. He always loses luggage. He's a bigger guy, so he's always cramped. He hates flying. Will you pray for him? Easy. And I'm like, done. She goes inside, and I continue my quiet time. Jesus, Miss Chris is your kid. And she has asked me to pray for her kid, Stefan. So I lift him up to you, and I ask for safe travels as he returns from Mexico. Bless him, protect him, comfort him. And I pray for more requests from Miss Chris in the future. Jesus, thank you for making a way. We used to only be able to come to you one time, one place a year. Now, because of your sacrifice, we can come to you all the time, everywhere. And so I just prayed that Jesus would give me more opportunities to pray for her throughout this year, and I prayed for her son as she asked. I saw her on Thursday, three days later, and she just comes out and says to me, do you know that my son Stefan had the best flight that he's ever had? He was upgraded for free. They did not lose his bags, and the landing was so smooth. And I just said, that is exactly what I asked for. And she, like you could see it, she was like, what, what am I going to ask for next? It was awesome. You guys can do the exact same thing. If you see somebody at school this week, somebody at home, your neighbor next to you right now, if there's something going on in their lives, you can just ask, can I pray for you? And just pray for them. Like, don't wait. And just watch and wait and see if God does something awesome. You guys, he will. So here's our first little response in our sermon. If God is calling us to be a people who pray and he's promising to bless us by answering those prayers, right now, ask the Lord, just between you and him, who can I pray for today? Just close your eyes and ask him that question. Who do I know that needs, like God today, that needs healing, that needs to be loved or encouraged? Just ask him that question, and if someone, maybe it's you, maybe it's your mom, maybe it's your, whoever, if someone comes to mind, will you just write down their name? And either now, write a prayer for them, or today, pray for them. Ask the Lord, who can I pray for right now? He's going to give you somebody. You might be picturing a face or hearing a name. Pray for them. Write it out or just pray for them while you sit there. It can be simple like mine. Bless this guy with a good flight. And then watch and wait and see how God responds. I continued my quiet time after praying for Stefan. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. For God always keeps his word. The second action that God is calling us as a student ministry to this semester is that we will be a people that read the Bible. Keep a firm grip on God's promises, and the blessing is right there, because they will keep you going. If you find yourself in the middle of the semester just feeling like, I don't even know what to do, I just want to throw in the towel, you need to remember that God says, keep a firm grip on my promises, because they are the thing that keeps you going, that keeps you full of hope, that keeps you remembering. God answers prayers so I wrote out, Jesus, tattoo our hearts and souls with your words, your love, and your goodness this semester. Write your strength and your courage on us, your peace and your joy. And then I just asked them a question, what does this look like for us this semester? And my brain exploded while I was sitting there with this idea 
which I will share with you now. I just asked the Lord, how would you have us cling to your word? And I had an idea, so here it is. I am issuing right now today a challenge, an art challenge to everyone in this room. I want you to think about, pray about, and then get to work creating a piece of art this semester. You've got one month to do it. Here's what I want you to make. I want you to think what's your interpretation of tattooing your heart, tattooing your soul with the words, encourage, love, and good deeds. That's what I want you to make, a piece of art that's your interpretation of what it would look like to tattoo a heart or a soul with the words, encourage, love, and good deeds. You can write a poem, you can paint something, take a picture, I'll take digital art, sketches, whatever. The contest begins today. The only specific is that I ask that the picture be in portrait orientation, not landscape, portrait. So poem, picture, whatever, make it portrait orientation. If you don't know what that is, go to Google. He'll help you out. And the contest will end, I will announce prizes after September 15th. So one month. I, I might just do this out of my own pocket, but first prize is getting $200. Second prize is getting $100. Third prize is getting $50. If your piece is big and beautiful and it feels like it's the right theme, I'll hang it in the building with the other student art in the game room. I will also, whether you win or not, consider taking any art that you made and maybe turning it into one of our prayer cards. We are a student ministry that uses prayer cards every Wednesday for our small groups. I make these, but I would love to use your art for them. And the prayer cards are located out there, but they're also on the Seven Apples app. It's a free app. You'll use it for small groups. Go download it. It's free. It's awesome. Yay. And you'll see maybe not your art, or maybe not only your art in the weeks to come, but other students have all kinds of art that's on that app, and it's awesome. So, blessings are cash prize for the first three people that we rate Okay, this is really wonderful. Um, I'm sure it'll all be wonderful. You could have your art hung in the building. We'll turn it into prayer cards potentially. But the big picture prize is by turning God's word, encourage, love, and good deeds, into art, you will literally be taking a firm grip on it. You'll be processing it. You'll be thinking about it. You'll remember it. If you take the time to do something creative with those words, God's words, you'll find that they will be written on your heart and soul. So, Maybe you won't compete to win, but you'll just do it. I challenge you. Create something cool with the phrase, encourage, love, and good deeds, and see if that doesn't become part of who you are, because God said it will. All right. I had that idea. I continue my quiet time. Hebrews 10, 24. Let us consider. Imagine yourself doing this as I read the words. Let us consider and give attentive continuous care to watching over one another. Do you know that that's your job? That that's part of your responsibility? That as believers, particularly members of this church, this student ministry, it's your responsibility to watch over the people on your left and right? It's not just mine. It's yours too. Let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another, dreaming of how to inspire or encourage one another to act of love and good deeds. The third action that God is calling us to is to be a people who encourage love and good deeds. And the blessing he promises is it's going to inspire you and it's going to inspire the people around you. 
if you will dream and pray this semester, what does it look like for me to encourage others to act in love, to do good deeds? It's going to inspire you. And you might be an inspiration of one or 50 other students in this building. What a cool thing to be a part of. I'm so excited that this verse is what God gave us for this year. It is actually the verse, Hebrews 10, 24, encourage, love, and good deeds. That's why I made the Seven Apples app. It's why we are a ministry that turns Scripture into something creative. So I'm so excited, and I'm speaking from experience when I tell you that when you commit to being someone, to being a people who I'm going to be all about encouraging love and good deeds, it changes the way that you think about yourself. And I know that some of you have some pretty horrible thoughts about who you are. Those thoughts are not true. They are not real. They're from the devil. They're from the guilt of your sin. Change the way that you think. Think better about yourself. And one way to do it is start thinking about how to bless others. And your problems and your nasty thoughts about yourself will get real small. I promise. It's in the word. It says it'll happen. I also speak from experience that when you commit to just like, I'm going to be a person that loves other people, that holds the door open for folks this year. It will change the way that you feel about yourself. Because how do you feel after you do something nice for somebody? You feel good. How do you feel when you do something nice for somebody and you do it in the name of Jesus? Oh, you feel great because there's power behind it. You want to change the way that you think about yourself this year, the way you feel? Become an encourager of love and good deeds. If we commit to encourage loving good deeds, our lives and our faith and this student ministry will flourish and it will be blessed, just like God said. Think about it. If we become a student ministry, if we commit this morning to being a people devoted to encouraging loving good deeds, gossip will not exist here. I hate gossip. You hate gossip. You hate gossip when it's coming out of your mouth. We hate that here. You want to stop it? Become an encourager of loving good deeds. If we do those things, cliques will not thrive here. It will not be this group, that group, this group over here. It'll be us. It'll be family. Sharing with others your faith, your sandwich, I don't care, will become second nature. You'll, you'll look for opportunities to bless other people. Fun will just happen here if we become more concerned about blessing than being blessed. Inspiration will drip from you and in this place. God will be glorified. Our ministry will grow. Ask Jesus right now, just between you and him. You can bow your head if you need to. Who can I encourage today? Who do I know? Not just to pray for, but can I do an act of love, an act, a good deed to bless my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my friend, someone in this building? Who can I bless with an actual action today? If he's given you a name or an idea, I'm just going to open the door for everybody today. I'm going to make a piece of art and give it away. I'm going to let somebody go in front of me, like whatever it is, own it, and then go do it and see if God doesn't bless you. Wrapping up my quiet time, I just prayed, Jesus, my prayer is for a spirit of all in, that it would infect us. May we commit ourselves wholeheartedly to this idea, this action for this is your desire for us, so help us just do it. Hebrews 10.25, the last piece of the scripture. Do not forget or neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return 
is drawing near. Our fourth action, our final action that we're really going to press into this semester is God is calling us to do life together. And what's the blessing that's been promised? That you won't have to do it alone. No one in this room should feel alone this year with this available to you, with this all around you. Let's be a people that commit to being part of this community and just milking it for all that it's worth, getting everything God has for us out of it. Here's some examples of how we can do life together. Well, we got Sunday morning church. You're here. Congratulations. I hope you're already feeling blessed. We also have a variety of classes and groups that you can also be a part of. You can be part of art ministry, which meets on Sundays, where we just do exactly what the contest does. We think of creative ways to take scripture and turn it into art. We expand our creative gifts. You can be a part of life hacks, which happens on different Sunday afternoons, where we feed you and build a community around teaching you something valuable, like how to jump a car battery, how to fill out a job obligation, how to shoot a bow and arrow. Like we do all kinds of cool stuff just to help you be better humans. You can be part of Upper Room, which happens on Fridays, where we come together and students lead students in praying for whatever is going on, and that happens on Fridays. You can join a serving team. You may have noticed, but most of the people up here leading worship every Sunday are you, they're students. If you have an artistic gifting when it comes to music, join the team. If you want to be on the tech team, be on the tech team. Greeter, greet. Hospitality, cafe, go make some pancakes. But there are all kinds of ways for you guys to plug in and be part of this student ministry. And the big way is join a small group. Say no to other things. Don't say no to small groups. Make room. Protect room on Wednesday night from 6 to 8. And as I prayed that and thought about that, here's something that struck me. Every single one of these four actions and four blessings happen in small groups. We meet together. We encourage each other. We read the word together, and we pray. You're going to kill four birds with one stone. Don't kill birds, just so we're clear. But you get the picture, and God has promised, if you do this, I'm going to bless you. If you will plug into this ministry, if you will be part of small groups, blessings. I don't get a bonus if you come. This is for you. So fill out that card. Check that you want to try small groups. If you don't like it, we'll figure something out. But make it a priority this year. I would like to invite the band to cruise up here on stage. We're going to wrap up our sermon. Every single year on this Sunday, kickoff Sunday, the Sunday before everybody goes back to school, we have a tradition here in the student ministry where we take a stone, we take a rock, and I write the date on it, the year. So... This one right here was from 2016. There's the date. And then everybody comes and either writes a word or signs their name. And this year is no different. Today, we have this brand new rock straight from Justin's backyard. Look how beautiful it is and interesting. I don't know why it's shaped this way, but I like it. It looks like half of Batman's boomerang. But 2019 is written on here. And at the bottom, it says, encourage love and good deeds. I'm going to set this sucker right here, and I'm going to put out a few Sharpies, and I'm going to invite you in just a moment as you bring your prayer cards, your offerings into our boxes. I want to invite you before you do that to just ask the Lord, would you have me be all in in being an encourager this year? 
of putting my faith in action, of loving others in a tangible way? Would you want me to be part of that? Man, I'll tell you already, if you're going to ask him, the answer is yes. And we're not going to like police it. But if the answer is yes, when you come up and drop off your cards and take communion, I encourage you to grab one of these Sharpies and just in a small, pretty way, just sign your name. I, I, I am all in with loving others, with encouraging good deeds this semester. It's just a little stone, a little memorial that we will just set right back up here when it's done so that you can look at it all year and remember, man, I, I said I was going to encourage or man, I'm killing it with encouragement. And you can look and just remember and know like that was the day that I really decided to get serious about this thing of my identity as an encourager and my purpose is to encourage in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to pray for us and you can bring your prayer cards up here. You can take part in communion. You can give your offering. We're going to worship. And then I invite you, if God says, yes, this is what I want for you, sign the rock, do it by faith, and know that God is like, yes. Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for this morning. Lord, thank you for the sermon that I hope and pray you spoke to my students, but I know you spoke to me. I need this just as much as they do. I pray that we would take our faith seriously this year and that we would acknowledge just what a gift it is just to be an encourager. And right now, would you just pour out a spirit of encouragement, of inspiration, of dreams and visions over every single one of us. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.